0: (laughs) Hello, boils and ghouls. It's your old pal, John Kusir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And it's Halloween, my favorite time of fear, yes! (laughs) And to celebrate this horror day, I want to wish Adam and Rob the happiest of Halloweens. I know you're making your daily horror parodies and amping up for a big lockdown Halloween. Yes, it's going to be quite the celebration. <laughs> I know it's been hard work staying away from this coronavirus. Make sure to continue to wash your bony little fingers. Wear a mask, no not that one. <laughs> but just know that with everything that's coming up, it's going to be sheer hell. And I mean that in a good way, (laughs) because after all there's always fright at the end of the tunnel.
1: right here you go if oh, oh, there's your bag you uh, you want to stay in this room long uh well just for a couple of days just until um everything blows over and I mean uh, you know just until um yeah well, just yeah a few more days all well. right whatever
2: yeah uh just uh, thank you very much
1: all right see you later mr w- uh, lighthouse wiki
2: I think we're supposed to tip him uh, just uh just helping out a good old friend just
1: helping out just helping out a good old friend what, as a favour?
2: We we need to tip him.
1: Uh, have you got any money?
2: Uh, <clears throat> I've got some seashells I found.
1: We, see the thing is, we're filmmakers so we don't actually have ah!
2: money. <laughs> Oh, say no more. Job seekers' allowance, is it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Alright, yeah. well, we'll, like
2: we'll bring some squid up for you.
1: Alright, let us know if there's anything we can do to help out around the lighthouse.
2: Ah, uh, Yeah... There will be. Okay, bye then! Shut the door! Wow! He was weird. He was weird. He wouldn't go away. Right. No. Mmm... Still, it was nice that you showed us all those mermaid skulls.
1: Yeah, I didn't even know that mermaids existed. No. I don't know how... They well. may
2: just be... Local passers-by. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything.
1: I don't think he um, he pictures naked mermaids with their bits out.
2: Are you picturing naked mermaids with their bits out?
1: Absolutely not. Okay, that's good.
2: By the way. Yes. My name's Adam.
1: And I'm Rob.
2: And you're listening to a little secret microphone recording of our trip to a spooky lighthouse. Yeah. Ooh. um,
1: Last year we managed to escape the clutches of an evil demon woman of some sort? I can't really remember.
2: I think she was a vampire countess.
1: Vampire countess. But we were never sure. Anyway, um, we plan to escape to a lighthouse, but it's taken us an entire year, to the day, <laughs> to get here.
2: Yeah, pretty much. My uh, my niece has driven off in the, in the van she stole, so uh, yeah, see you later. Uh, so here we are. Yeah. So we're just in a new scene, a new place. For our Halloween celebrations.
1: It's wet. It's damp. Um, there's a little circular window, and just looking out of it now, there's a, cr- a grey, cold, angry ocean with choppy waves, and um, seagulls.
2: Yeah, look at that one.
1: Wow. That was carrying
2: a whole pasty.
1: And a head. And a head. A human head.
2: All right, let's not look out the window anymore. Cool. Hmm.
1: Um, What do you want to talk about whilst we're um, in this lighthouse anyway, Adam? Well,
2: since it's spooky horror season, we might as well talk about some spooky horror things.
1: Yeah, uh, people who have been watching following us on Instagram and YouTube will see that we have been doing round two of our 31 days of horror. And um, we've we've, uh, hit the target um, higher, reached higher levels than last year, I think,
2: Adam. Mm, In quality and views, which is nice.
1: Yeah, wonderful. Um, We've done it done uh, all sorts. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was worried you are going to list them all off then. No. <laughs> if you want to watch our 31 Days of Horror, check us out on YouTube at Hollowdale Media or Instagram at Hollowdale Media as well. And you can see all our videos.
1: What's your favourite moment so far, Adam?
2: Hmm. I quite
1: liked your head blowing up in um, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yes, that was good. Yeah, it wasn't our best one, but the head exploding was... uh... Oh you say that!
2: Fan fan favourite!
1: Fan favourite? People love it! Well that's always good.
2: We wanted to put... we wanted to feel... a bit of behind the scenes for you. We wanted to fill a balloon full of shaving foam and fake blood.
1: And practically pop a head. Yeah
2: so you get the... all the goo comes out. Now if you've ever tried filling a balloon with shaving foam and fake blood You'll know that that's a very silly idea. Try it. If you've got a balloon lying around,
1: give it a go. If, if you can somehow manage to make it work, let us know yeah,
2: how. So send your pictures in yeah. to don't care, shut up, you're better than us at gmail.com
1: Alternatively, if you are an expert in the field of um, pyrotechnics and you know how to blow things up in a legal fashion... Please also get in touch with us.
2: Yeah, on the... On... Yes. On every single social media you can. And then do it twice. Because we need to hear from you. Yes. Please, God.
1: We need to start blowing things... Oh, God. <laughs> we need to start blowing props up as soon as possible. Yep.
2: We're on a watch list.
1: Yeah. Um... Oh, do you know what? Well, my favourite, I think, was um, the many times that we've corpsed. Where, um... I mean, on two occasions... I have not been able to stop laughing. First <laughs> of which was when um, we were doing um, The Visit, which is about... Um, I haven't seen a movie. You and Josh love it. Uh, two kids go and stay with their crazy grandma. And then there's a senile old man who gets a nappy full of poo and um, splats it in the kid's face. Yeah,
2: because the kid's are germaphobe. Because the kid's are germaphobe. Yeah.
1: So I've seen... The, so we've filled... Um, I've borrowed my girlfriend's... Um, daughter's old nappy
2: yeah borrowed you gave it back
1: i gave it back afterwards yep. um we filled it with chocolate mousse mm-hmm. and i for some reason decided to put on a uh, cornelius <laughs> um froghorn leghorn voice and then splat you in the face with uh, this yep. fake poo nappy um and i couldn't stop laughing it was one of the funniest <laughs> things i've ever experienced
2: he could not look me in the eye What's the trouble?
1: Yeah, because you were kneeling on a chair and I had this nappy in my hand and I just saw you staring straight forward stone face. I'm
2: trying to... I was trying not to have any sort of facial expression or look you in the eye. I'd be completely (laughs) neutral so it would be easier. It actually just made it worse. It made it much, much
1: worse. (laughs) And then, uh, bloody obviously, Hellraiser, um, I had to be a very horny pinhead. Um, Pinhead has always been quite a sexual being. Um... (laughs) In yes, terms of his to love, say the least, in yeah. terms of his love of pain, but we made we gave him a bit of a.
2: Clive Barker is a sick, sick man. Yeah, is the truth. Well, yeah. Do you know what? I haven't had so much corpsing on set, although it's obviously been fun, been funny. But I remember trying to edit Friday the Thirteenth, and mm. I just kept on laughing at your what delight, Kika. <laughs> and it's not even what you're saying; it's just the look of. Complete bafflement. <laughs> and I kept laughing at that. What, there was one other one as well. I was a bit like that. With. I'm looking at the big board now.
1: Uh, it, I remember because you were dressed as David Bowie for. Um, oh, that was a hard
2: one. Yeah, That like, was also day one.
1: You you're saying to us, shut up, this is supposed to be terrifying! <laughs> <laughs> you're dressed in that blue Shakespeare suit and clay face. And plastic bags. And plastic
2: bags. I feel like there was another one, but I can't see it. Uh, and those who've seen Midsummer will know that it's ridiculous and we kept giggling at that as well.
1: Yeah, very, very silly.
2: So yeah, it's been a fun ride. Still a few left to go at the point this podcast goes out. So do check us out. We've also got a top secret project as well Yeah, that we um, mentioned last week.
1: Yeah, which will be coming before... Um, well, by Halloween. and um, On Halloween? On Halloween. Mm. Um, we did have a script and a story and props bought and sets designed for um a Halloween extravaganza but then this virus came COVID. back
2: COVID
1: it came back
2: our nemesis COVID's been born a- on our side yeah. hoo. all the day about us yeah it's an evil disease obviously we that's bad we
1: suffered greatly at the hands of COVID more than anyone else I would say <laughs> um Ugh. yeah annoying but life goes on we have. Uh, We've got, a,
2: we've got a backup plan. Go I back think it's up. good. I think it's actually probably more timely as well. A little yeah. bit, a little...
1: I just threw up in my mouth. A little... Oh, God.
2: I just threw up in my mouth. It's that smell of fish, isn't it? Yeah. We'll let Rob recover, and we'll come back in a spooky minute. Adam's Spooky Film Reviews. Hubie Halloween 2020.
0: Well, hello, my ghouls and goblins. <laughs> I know you've got your costumes picked out for the frightful festivities, Go your party when <laughs> alive. and I hope you all get more treats than tricks.
1: Halloween party!
0: He a good guy. Hubie Dubois is the nicest guy in this town.
2: Here is some happy Halloween word churches. You can pass it out to the kids.
0: Thank you so much. As a trained volunteer, I know what it's like when your spooky fun gets out of hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Officer oh, no, no, no. The supermarket's selling expired bacon. <laughs> Janet at the library has not been herself lately. I heard a voice in the sewer. I'm sorry, I didn't recognize me. It's pretty impressive how long he's been a loser. <laughs> oh, messing with Shuby Dubois. Murder! Ah! The Salem tradition. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta expect a scare here or there.
2: Something off in this town. I won't lie to you, when Hubie Halloween started popping up on my Twitter timeline, I couldn't contain my disgust. A Happy Madison production, known more commonly as an Adam Sandler film, is about as low on my film choices as a three hour exploration of Instagram celebrity bowel surgery and even that has a possibility of seeing some side bum. No, untouched gems aside, Adam Sandler is not for me, but I couldn't help but notice a lot of film fans and horror aficionados singing the praises of Hubie Halloween. And, having missed the boat or seen some actual new horror films thanks to Cineworld closing its doors, sod it, thought I. Let's give it a go. Introducing Hubie Dubois, played by Adam Sandler, a presumably mentally challenged man with a heart of gold, your standard Sandler character. Working as a deli counter employee in Salem, Massachusetts, Hubie is often the butt of people's jokes. Targeted by bullies, pranksters and just playing dicks. Around Halloween, Hubie appoints himself as Halloween Monitor, checking on people and making sure everyone's having a good, safe time. And this year, more than most, Hubie's going to have his work cut out for him. From the seemingly sinister Walter Lambert, played by Steve Buscemi, moving in next door to Hubie, to the convict who has escaped from a local mental hospital, played by Rob Schneider, obviously. With all these weird things going on, Hubie's Good Samaritan act wears Finn on the local police sergeant, Steve Downey, played surprisingly well by Kevin James, who does his best to shrug Hubie off and try to avoid being bothered. But as the weird, wonderful and spooky goings on in Salem continue to frighten and taunt Hubie, it falls on his long-time crush Violet Valentine, played by Julie Bowen, her foster son Tommy, played by Noah Schnapp, his new girlfriend Megan, played by Paris Barelk, and a handful of others to save Huey from the bullies and, most importantly, are there to believe him when things really hit the fan. Now, Huey Halloween is in many ways a series of sketches, each telling stories in and around Salem on Halloween all sharing the same point, that Hubie is there with his thermos flask to save the day. Despite the range of things thrown at him in every other shot. The other thing about Hubie Halloween is that it's actually pretty good. I know, I know, but hear me out. Without just listing the jokes and scenes, Hubie Halloween actually achieved something that most Happy Madison films don't. It actually made me laugh. Oh, not consistently, not even that much, but the three times I laughed, I meant it. As much as it makes my eyes roll, Sandler's character of Hubie DeWar is actually very likeable, with a good set of running gags from eggs being thrown at him to every other single thing making him jump and scream. Honestly, two of the three laughs were exactly that. Hubie Halloween is honestly a lot of fun and it seems director Stephen Brill has a few fingers in the horror genre pie. Visually, the film looks amazing and it ticks every fun spooky box. If you weren't for the awkward, weird sex jokes, I'd argue this is one of the better family Halloween films out there. If you fancy something that won't tax you, has the slim chance of being funny, and isn't offensively bad, give Hubie Halloween a go on Netflix.
0: You're the best
2: person I know. That's why you're a hero.
0: Hello? Help me, Help me! Help me!
2: They thought their vacation would be fun. They were wrong.
1: Dead wrong. He's what's called a trophy hunter. Bum 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 bum, bum. Dad used to tell me that he'd hunted everything, but man.
0: Hey. I'm
2: coming.
1: Was murder, the mutilator.
2: Yeah. Oh, p- 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 oh, oh, come oh. over, come over the window, look. Can you see the lighthouse keeper outside? Yeah. What he's got a shovel, what's he doing?
1: He's wearing no clothes.
2: He's wearing no clothes and digging in the What?
1: Is that what's that wrapped up thing next to him on the floor?
2: Uh I'm not going to say what I think it is because that's
1: absolutely terrifying. Duck, duck, duck! Did you see us? Uh, did you see us? Is he digging again?
2: Let's shut the. Is there a. Oh, let's shut this thing.
1: Let's shut this wooden block thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The window. Is it a curtain? Is that a lighthouse curtain? I think that's a lighthouse curtain. Okay. Um... Well, never mind. Let's continue to unpack. Mm-hmm. We didn't see anything. We're safe. We're happy. We're cozy. We're freezing, but it's all good. Yes, for
2: now we're okay. Right.
1: (sighs) Hello. Have you you been watching anything?
2: I. Do you know what I've been watching? Go on. Creep show.
1: Creep show. Yes, yes.
2: I I watched it. I. I don't think I finished it last year because I or I watched it in one go. I wasn't really paying attention. Doing some editing or something. But I rewatched it on uh, on Shudder. Oh my god, creep shows the best. I remember that, so I definitely remember the first few episodes, and I just binged it all again. By the end, it's really, very good. It's very cheap. Mm. I have to say that it's to clarify that it's cheaply made, and it's definitely TV budget. It's not a film. It's not trying to be the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very clearly a TV show based on the comics. So you've got like CGI buildings and like weird silhouettes and cardboard backgrounds and stuff.
1: I like it. I like it. This is all the things I like and appreciate. So. But it's it,
2: it, that's the thing, and it comes across like something I would want. I not only do I want to make, but we probably could.
1: Right. Well, no, that's brilliant.
2: Yeah. So there's one where there's one where a little guy finds a little like gremlin finger on the street, and he takes it home, and starts growing into a hand, then into an arm, and then into a scary skeletal xenomorph thing called Bob. That goes and murders people on his request, or people who annoy him.
1: Nice. And it's just really fun.
2: And there's one where uh, they find a Loch Ness monster washed up on the beach and it's claiming who claims who it owns it. There's a, which is a bit of a cliche. There's one where uh, teenage trick or treaters are actually spooky ghosts. Oh Spooky, spooky ghosts. Getting revenge on the neighbourhood. I think I've seen that. About ten times now, so yeah. But no, it's really good. It's really fun, and now you've got Shudder. I highly recommend watching. Oh no, well, oh, well,
1: um, Shudder is a great purchase. Um, and I've been trying to watch as many horror films as I have been able to this month. Um, I watched Night of the Creeps um, a few weeks ago, mm. which I thought was absolutely wonderful. It's got um, Tom Atkins in, who like I first think I experienced when you showed me Halloween Three, um, everyone's favourite cop. With a beer and a gun. He's some, the American dream.
2: He's your prototype Hopper, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: gruff. Likes a bit of a drink too much. Um, that was really good. But then I k- got onto two films last week, and I kind of bailed on both of them, because I was thinking, these films cannot be seen alone. They need to be seen with more than one person, so I can laugh with the person I'm watching with. Mm-hmm. First one was Bordello of Blood, but much more so was The Mutilator. Which is so dumb to have uh, a framed photo of a man you ran over with your own boat, all torn up to shreds, just hanging up in your living room. Um, it's, yeah, it's so silly and so dumb and so stupid. And as soon as the bloody mum got shot at the start, I was laughing. I was like, I am in. Oh,
2: it's a wonderful film. I'm
1: in. And, and t- um, Yeah, go on. Uh, well, I I, I I got 20 minutes in. And I'm like, I'm not, I need to enjoy this with someone else. So I'm just... As soon as I can, I'm gonna watch the rest of it. So, I'm well, gonna...
2: I we need to the, this spooky Halloween when we've got a bit of free time, which we should do. Uh, Mutilator yeah, and Pieces. We need to watch Pieces oh, yeah, together. Definitely want to watch Pieces. Uh, and there was a third one. Oh, I want to. Well, this might be a personal me. I want to binge Slumber Party Massacre series. Yeah, yeah. Cause uh, I watched the that. first one, and it's it's. It's the proto stream. Mm. The second one is just ridiculous. It looks dumb, and I love it. So yes, they're definitely on the watch list. I think. Shudder. Get yeah. Shudder if you like Shudder horror. Great. Also, Prime's should for horror as well. I
1: want to get off of the Prime Shudder and just go on Shudder Shudder. Oh, I, are
2: you on the Prime Shudder?
1: Yeah. Oh no, don't do that. Because I don't want to give more money to Amazon. I feel like they got enough of my money. I feel I, like,
2: also, I think it works out cheaper just to get the real one.
1: I'll get the real Shudder. Um. But speaking of Amazon, I did watch, and we're going to have to touch on this briefly because it's causing headlines worldwide at the moment, is uh, the new Borat movie.
2: Mm, I didn't know that was out yet.
1: Um, so it's Friday. Friday. Friday just gone. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Friday just gone. It um, came out in the UK, and in it, um, there is now a worldwide, it's gone super, super viral. There's a scene where the girl who plays Borat's daughter in it goes undercover as a news reporter and kind of half seduces Donald Trump's lawyer Um, (laughs) so she's she portrays a very attractive journalist basically and she's interviewing him and then this guy's about 75 I I, I don't know from from my estimate he could be older or younger um, and then she makes him come into the bedroom of the hotel room she's interviewing him in and then he puts his his hand down his pants she starts unbuttoning his suit and then uh, Sasha Baron Cohen comes in dressed as Borat in disguise and, like, whisks her out the room at the end. Um, it's insane. Um, That's
2: shocking. It's,
1: it is mental. and um, That's, like,
2: proper journalism. That's uh, private investigation well, stuff. Well, p-
1: people were saying how it was kind of, like, um, entrapment. And, uh, yeah, this is the guy here. Um, what's his name? Rudy Giuliani. Um, yeah. And I don't know, apparently they say in the film he's got a bit of a reputation for liking the ladies. Um, But no, it's such a funny film. And earlier on, there's a certain dance in that scene, which, like, I I don't know if you know, sometimes Borat does the cringy humour where he does something super, super embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. That scene is anything else (laughs) he's done times a million. Really? My entire family... We were like, we literally, I had my shirt pulled up to my eyes <laughs> and I was like, I cannot watch this, I cannot watch this. It was so funny though. She, Maria Baclover, she is going to be huge because she actually- Going to be back a lover. Back, Yeah. Maria Bakalova. she's going to be absolutely huge. She stole the show. She did, like, she was a bit funnier than Sasha Baron Cohen was and he was, really? he was brilliant in it. Yeah, she stole it. She's, she looks like Hayden
2: Palatier.
1: She's so funny. And she, yeah, this this won't be the first thing she's in. This is her career made, I think. Um, but the whole world's talking about her. Um, yeah, incredible, funny return for Borat. Um, it's not as funny as the first one, but it wouldn't be. Um, no, but well, still... it's lost
2: the shock factor. Although both hands of it, it's got its own. Oh, it's, yeah, it's mad. If it can beat the scene in Bruno, that made me have to leave the room because I couldn't breathe for laughing
1: too hard. Which was that? of The chair? Or...
2: Bruno? No, it's. You sit. You've seen it. It's when he's at a swingers party and a dominatrix walks in and he jumps out the window. <laughs> and it's so... The timing is so... It's just, she just walks in. It's high and he's out the window and he's running. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop the film. I had to leave the room. I had to calm down. <laughs> it just took me completely by surprise. And that's, to this day, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I'll find it. Is it on Prime Video?
1: Prime, Prime Video, free. Free, oh. free. free to watch. Yeah, watch it. Excellent. Very, very, very good. Very funny. All
2: right, then. Trick-or-treat!
0: When was the last time you went trick-or-treating? Trick-or-treat! Trick-or-treat! Aren't you too old to be trick-or-treating? When was the last time you babysat sat on a Halloween night? Are you here, kid? You must be Linda. But I haven't met your little boy yet. Oh, he's around somewhere. You'll find him. Or he'll find you. Christopher, where are you? You're cute. Are you the babysitter?
1: Is everything all right?
0: Your son is a holy terror. Christopher is being a... Perfect angel. Ah! Do you know the story about the boy who cried wolf? (laughs) Quit playing with yourself.
2: Trick or Treats, starring Jacqueline Giroud, Peter Jason, Jillian Kessner, (laughs) and Chris Graver as Christopher. Special guest appearances by... David Carradine, oh, Carrie Snodgrass, oh, and Steve Railsback.
0: Check our treat!
2: Next time, don't be so quick to open your door.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna see if I can um, tune into this handy old school wireless radio I bought with me. Oh, is it a windy? Yeah, it's a windy. Oh, it's a windy. Welcome to Fortnite. Why? What? What? Oh, I don't know where I got that urge to do that from. It's like you're possessed. Yeah, that was really weird. I'm just gonna tell you what I've heard on the radio just now. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is that? Yeah, that make more sense. Um. So, um. Hey, Drew Barrymore's been busy. According to this radio, yeah, she created a short video where she reprised the role of Casey Becker from Scream. Oh, so it was for her um, segment of um, Where Are They Now? The Drew Barrymore show. Mm. I didn't know she had a show.
2: No, I didn't know she had a show. Um, her,
1: her, but I love Drew Barrymore, so whatever, she can do what she wants. Um, but yeah, she so she, it's, it's as if. Ghostface survived. No, it's as if she survived. And Ghostface is still stalking her, uh, however many years later. 22 years later, 23 years later. Um, she's like walking through the town, and, like, Ghostface is messaging her, saying like, hey, where are you? Can I kill you now? And she's like, nah, and she just ignores her message- the the Ghostface messages, and then he pops out of a door, like he's stalking her, and, um, but she's like, "Yeah, he's not gonna kill me today. Not gonna kill me any day. And uh, I don't know, I feel like they could have done more of it.
2: Yeah, it sounds a bit weird.
1: I liked it. Like, when I first saw what was going on, I was like, oh my god, this is really cool. And then I thought, wait, 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 wait. do more. Do more. Make it a 10-minute thing.
2: Yeah, uh, it sounds like a bit of an ego sketch. Look at me. I was in a film once.
1: Well, I don't know. People, yeah. It, it is, yeah, you're right. It is, um... I want
2: to know what the little girl in E.T., what's she up to now?
1: It is but... Fans want to see it Like as a fan As a huge mega fan of Scream that like it made me happy To see her do that Yeah so, Yeah I, was, I just think that um, it, What's like, your
2: favourite film of all time?
1: Jurassic Park I'll So say. do you want to see yeah, Lord what? Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings
2: Okay Lord of the Rings So would you like to see What Pippin's up to now?
1: Yes What a stupid question What a stupid question a dumb one
2: Okay Alright What's more relevant Uh. Isildur. Wouldn't it be nice to see what Isildur's up to if he didn't, if he didn't put die. the ring on?
1: Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's go back to Middle Earth. Huh?
2: <sighs> well, that's different. That's a different world.
1: He would have said the ring would have been destroyed in the first age.
2: Wouldn't it, would you like to see? Now it's been 17 years or whatever.
1: Was this a second age? 5,000 years ago. What age did Isildur destroy age. the ring? Second age. End of the second age. End of the second age.
2: Yeah. Now, yeah. Would you like to see, nine seventeen years later, whatever it is since Fellowship of the Ring came out, would you like to find out what would have happened to the guy who got crushed under the gate in Bree? What's he up to now?
1: He wasn't played by Drew frickin' Barrymore. <laughs>
2: well, fine. He so you just want to see Drew Barrymore?
1: He's, he's not an iconic character.
2: I think he is. <laughs> I don't- I don't think Drew Barrymore's an iconic character in Scream.
1: That's one of the most iconic roles in horror history.
2: Oh no way. Yes it is! The, the intro of Scream? Yeah! Nah. It's-
1: it's legendary! It's the definition of iconic!
2: I don't- mm.
1: That Everyone waiting- everyone knows the story, everyone says, Oh my god, Drew Barrymore's on the poster! Drew Barrymore, she's the biggest actress in the world at the moment. She's gonna be- she's gonna be the Scream Queen. She just killed in the first 10 minutes!
2: Okay, I see from that point.
1: It's- it's gone down it's very iconic. It's the very meaning of the word. Nah. Anyway, long story uh, this, short. Uh, this is
2: the argument between someone who loves Scream and someone who's alright with Scream. Long
1: story short, <laughs> yes, yes, I would like to see what would have happened <laughs> to that man if he hadn't have been squashed by that door in Bree. Alright. I, I want that film now! He could have. Well, he was really old anyway. I mean, I don't know what else he could have he done. He would his have life. died
2: of dysentery. <laughs>
1: He what happened to he him? He would have died of dysentery, but we don't know how he got dysentery yet unless he already had the first signs of it after he banged that strumpet, <laughs> Sackville Baggins. Inter hobital sex. Oh, wow. Anyway, and on that bombshell, we'll move on. <laughs> um, according to this radio, Ewan McGregor has revealed that he has already taken part in costume camera tests as Obi Wan Kenobi in the next, uh, series with the freaking Jedi in it. Um...
2: I, and I can tell how excited you are.
1: Do you know what? I like Obi-Wan Kenobi, so... I like Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Um, I,
2: I will ride with him to the end of days. Hang
1: on, they're just interviewing him on the radio now. I'm just gonna put the radio up towards your recorder. Oh, okay. I walked into the dressing room! It said... <laughs> there were clerks under my belt and boots! It was my old costume! It was amazing! I'm very excited! I really am very excited about it! He sounds it! We've been talking about doing the series for many years! I'm excited about (laughs) the it's a series! Why is he laughing? I'm excited about that it's a series of the first in movie! It gives us more space! And I'm really excited of the Mandalorian series! Which I thought was better good. He, re- he sounded awfully like he was from Yorkshire more than Scotland. He's very hard to
2: understand, yeah. isn't he? I, I think know. he said he likes the Mandalorian and, <laughs> and so it's good. Yeah, he said... yeah. He's excited he... in this post-Mandalorian world. He
1: sounded very excited. I think he's probably bopped his head on those motorbike journeys. <laughs> that he went on one too many times. Silly Ian McGregor. Sort your acts out. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um... Here's an interesting concept that I would have been well into. Mm. Um, A quiet place writers, Scott Beck and Brian Woods, were apparently offered to pen the next Resident Evil movie. Um, And they were tempted by their offer because of their love for the game franchise. But they were gonna give a go at doing it 1917 style. So they they said, oh maybe you could approach it like Sam Mendes approached 1917. I think what he means is they would do a single camera following around. let to just say, is it one? They yeah, want one to do take. one. Oh yeah. God, okay. But that would be really, really cool. Because I think if I picture Resident Evil Two of like Claire landing in Raccoon City and everyone's zombified and she has to go into the gun shop and, you're... I mean, nineteen seventeen is more or less how you see a game anyway. Only is it, You can't control
2: it. Is it definitely two, or is it just Resident Evil?
1: Oh, it's just Resident Evil. Yeah, but they don't do. They've never done what they're meant to do with Resident Evil. Well, I was just wondering
2: just if they're doing it in one, one shot, it might be interesting to see it around the, the mansion. mansion.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Hmm. I'm
2: warming to that idea.
1: I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome, and it worked. It worked from 1917. So... I think, yeah, I think I'm not
2: huge on the Resident Evil story. That's why I like Resident Evil 4, because it's complete sideways take on it. Yeah. It goes, nah, this is dumb. Resident Evil Four in one take—that'll
1: oh, be something. I think no, Resident <laughs> Evil Four needs to be a uh, cheesily shot, corny, almost yeah. sop, soap opera level of uh, yeah. You're right of crud.
2: But that's why that's why Four stands out to me because the rest of it's a bit dumb. Resident yeah. Evil for me, I mean, the...
1: it's a bit dumb. Oh, it's not dumb. It's very serious. There's zombies and liquors, Adam.
2: <laughs> it's just the story is a bit like, like, when played straight, it's just a bit like, yeah, whatever. Apart from four, which is why I like four so much, because he goes, ah, yeah,
1: tongue-y.
2: woo, <laughs> um, yeah, there. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. we'll, no, see no, you Here we'll have, how that goes
1: Yeah, well, it's not going to go because they're not doing it. So, oh, um, never mind then. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. The 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 last thing that the radio told me is that um. <laughs> even it's not even plugged in. I know. It's really spooky, isn't it? Even *Hawk, Thriller, Sinister* has been crowned the most scientifically scary film of all time. Oh! an interesting study, the team at Broadband Choices combined critics' lists and Reddit recommendations to compile a list of fifty of the most popular horror movies. Which they then unleash upon fifty people, um, and they hit them with—they uh, fixed them with heart rate monitors. And subjected them to over one hundred and twenty hours of movies, oh no. hang, 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 in five point one surround sound, and the uh, the event organisers sort of tracked the results. And Sinister, which I haven't seen, because I'm not really meant to be doing this at all, and I'm an imposter, <laughs> um, is has been crowned the best, the most scary, sorry, the most scary horror movie ever,
2: which is interesting. Because I, I have seen the sinister films. The second one's dumb. Definitely talked about that before. Uh, and it's so—it's it, one of these films where uh, the setups a bit boring, a bit bland. But the actual some of the moments in it are really scary. So in it, children are lured by a demon to murder their families and record it on film. Right. The bits that are scary are when you see the recordings. That's genuinely quite horrific. Right, that is grim. Uh, what well, the rest of it's just a bit dumb. It's a bit, it's a bit teenage date movie horror movie. If that makes sense. And there's the, there's the one bit in it as well when they find out the name of the demon, and all suspense is lost because he's called Beguile.
1: Ah, I. How would you? I mean, when they say scary. I mean, scary can be looked at in a lot of different ways. I think... Because when I think of the most... The time I was most recently, like, terrified, it was probably hereditary. But it wasn't... Maybe it wasn't the kind of fear that would make my heart jump out of its chest. It was kind of more... I'm so scared of being traumatised by something else.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing. For me, there's a couple types of horror. There's... uh ah! There's... Ew, and... Ooh. That's the three types of horror for me, right?
1: Can walk me through them. It's okay, so, the jump scare.
2: Ah! It's jump scare. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's most I'd say I would call them teenage horror like films. The
1: Ring and the Grudge and all those sort of things.
2: You, you, mm, the Ring has a bit of. Of a woo as well because
1: the I mean if I'm thinking about the Ring and the Grudge when I watched them as a teenager they made my heart race on end but because, yeah because of that kind of fear because of that jump scare oh my god what the hell is that
2: I would put Scream Scream's a weird one because it's comedy as well but I put Scream under the ah! right yeah whereas Black Christmas which is kind of the inspiration for your Scream type slashes I put that under the whoo and the Ooh, is when you walk away from the film and go. Oh my god, that could happen. Right. So I'd also put... It follows under... I'd also put...
1: Well, you think it follows could happen?
2: I, I It's the thing where you walk around and you go... What if someone's behind me? Uh, it sticks with you. Right, okay. Um, I suppose even like Hellraiser slightly, because that's like... You're just thinking about this world of pain... Misery, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see, yeah, with Hellraiser, like, um, it it's, it's freaks you out and it you kind of it brings you this place of fear where your worst kind of hmm. ideas of the other side are and it can make you scared to die. And
2: uh, uh, Bent horizons, another one which I think of in a similar way, you just think about, oh my god, imagine being in hell and having your eyeballs, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Uh, whereas Ew. is your, I'd put quaggers under that,
1: Ew. right. Would you put four under that? Or is that more the the second one? That could happen to me. Um, I suppose
2: it would be, wouldn't it? I'd put that more under. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, for me, Sinister's in this weird, like, Ugh! and... Ooh. Okay. So it's in a one and two. Okay. Interesting way to put it. Now, uh, the, the top ten of this, of Sinister, just looked it up.
1: Oh, piss. Sorry, The Babadook is not one of the scariest films of all time.
2: Well, it is scientifically. So, we got Sinister Insidious. Yeah. Then The Conjuring. Insidious? Apparently, Insidious had the most, the biggest spike. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Then The Conjuring. Right. Which I quite like Conjuring. Then Hereditary. Right. Paranormal Activity. It follows The Conjuring 2. I haven't seen that one. Babadook, Descent and The the Visit. The Visit!
1: The Visit! Hang on. Can I make out one, uh... Glaringly obvious point here. Mm-hmm. Most of these films have come out in the last decade. Yeah. So.
2: So it's can't. It's not. As, oh, well, here's the thing, though. Who are they asking?
1: Yeah. This. This is already. This is already stupid. Because <laughs> if you go back to, come on.
2: Yeah, but you saw an 18-year-old, The Conjuring, and. I don't know. The Vavitch. Which one are they going to be scared of? Do
1: you think all of those films are more scary than, say, Alien? Do you think all of each and every one of those films is more scary than Alien is? No. The Shining.
2: Yeah, but this this is what I'm saying. The
1: Shining is scarier than all of those films. Show
2: an 18-year-old the Babadook and show them The Shining. What are they going to be more scared of?
1: The Shining. No,
2: they'll be bored. They'll be bored.
1: what we were we were born in 1989
2: yeah but they've got they've got instagram filters now
1: the babadook doesn't have too much like modern stuff going on it's just like a scared mum
2: true people were terrified of it though
1: yeah no no fair enough it's scary but come on the shining is going to be like higher than most of those films i would have thought i'm they've done the study I'd like to see the whole list. I mean, I
2: don't necessarily find The Shining that scary. I find it cool.
1: Oh, man, I think it's scary. I, I,
2: Infinitely but, watchable. I would
1: know? like to see a list of the 50 films they chose.
2: Well, that's why I was looking up. That's how I found the top 10. Right. Um. But yeah, because it might include classics. But yeah, it's interesting that the top 10 are all... Certainly the last 10 years.
1: Yeah, it's really... Oh, inc- The Descent. The Descent's like the two thousand, the early 2010s. Yeah. Audience. The Visit is
2: a is a blip on that. Yeah. The visit's weird because me and Josh laughed the whole way through that. Yeah. Although you were a bit spooked when I showed you the clip under the.
1: <laughs> well, I had no context of it. <laughs> yeah, true. I thought that you were showing me a monster. And when I saw this thing going, eh, 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 I was like, oh my God, what is that. But if I knew it was their granny. <laughs> no, the
2: thing is you don't at that point. Anyway.
1: Why? Well, you don't
2: realise. Surely you do. You don't. I don't think you've.
1: Have you met her yet? No, yeah, because she. Yeah, she. I, oh, think, I think you her, have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah,
2: interesting.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I, it's, it sparked a conversation. I appreciate this list, but I, I think surely in the history of horror, there is more. I would say, fear.
2: where's the um, the omen?
1: Where's the omen? Where's the grudge? Where, where's Rosemary's the... Baby. Yeah, well, the Ring um, were really scary in terms of. I mean, um, in terms of comparing these movies and jump scares and stuff, I would put those very high up. Um, mm. I can't think of many 90s films off the top of my head which are really... um, Obviously Scream traumatised me, but that's because I was a child and I had no concept of what I was watching.
2: Well, That's the thing though, in the 90s you had lots of uh, the Scream rip-offs that were never that scary. Yeah, I know we did last summer, for
1: example. Um, Do you want to hear something really scary? What? They're making The Meg 2. Ah!
2: It's a Megalodon! Again.
1: It's two megalodons. (laughs) Is it two megalodons? It's gotta be. They they (laughs) can't have another film about one megalodon. Well, unless
2: it's its mum and
1: it's massive. uh, They've evolved in size over 65 million years. It's evolved wings. It is a flying megalodon. (laughs) Well, hopefully there's some
2: blood this time. It's a megalodon with
1: a law degree.
2: It's directed by Ben Wheatley this time and he's a good filmmaker, so fingers crossed.
1: I would like a megalodon to go to Harvard and like break into like politics. Um, yeah. Make his way to uh, Washington and to Congress and like change the world for the better. Mm. And um, kind of um, influence fishing laws, um, cut down on fossil fuel usage and become like a...
2: <laughs>
1: I brought you your squid now.
2: Oh, thank God.
1: Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) I
2: don't know where
1: i (laughs) was going with that. (laughs) Just in the nick of time.
2: Eh, What? Uh, Nothing. All right, here's your fish stew, and I'll bring you dessert up later.
1: Thank you, um, kind wiki. Oh, it is cold in here, isn't it? Yeah. um... Tell
2: you what, why don't you run down to the woods over there and uh, get some firewood and I'll sort out a fire for you. Uh, Yeah. Here's your squid, Thank you You can go and eat up the furnace yourself then. Nice, nice, nice. nice. I'm off now to go bury some more children.
1: Ah, thank you. What did he just say?
2: Adam's Spooky Film Reviews, Scare Me 2020.
0: So, what are you running from? Running? Well, this place looks, uh, haunted. I'm writing. Oh, really? Me too! So what are you working on? It's kind of a revenge story about werewolves.
2: you written anything I've read
0: or? I just wrote a book called um, Venus. You wrote Venus? You're a best-selling author. I'm so sorry, this road is actually only for best-selling authors, so it might kick you out. (laughs) You're not so great. Huh. You power up! Power outage. I'm bored. Let's tell each other scary stories.
2: Have cheese have veggie, right?
0: You seem like a fella who might be interested in some scary stories. And you seem correct. Hit me, Scare
2: Master. A shot exclusive, Scare Me was written and directed by Josh Rubin, and what caught my eye initially stars Aya Cash. You know, Stormfront off of that Amazon Prime show The Boys. Now around this time of year I try and watch as many of the smaller horror films as I can and I wasn't going to bother reviewing this until I saw what other people were saying about it. But I'll talk about that later, for now let's set the scene. Scare Me introduces us to Fred Banks played by Josh Rubin, a struggling actor and writer who has rented a cabin up in the mountains to try and write in isolation. Completely stumped, Fred heads out to the wilderness where he stumbles on Fanny played by Aya Cash Now Fanny is doing something similar, hiding away from civilization to break a new story. The difference between Fanny and Fred is that Fanny is successful and has a silly name. A well-celebrated horror author, Fanny is quickly turned off by Fred's behaviour. But when a power cut forces the pair together, the duo turn to drink in conversation to keep themselves sane. And then the challenge happens. Fanny, wanting to test Fred's ability to tell scary stories, challenges him to scare her. To make up a story on the spot and act it out to terrify her. Using the space around him, Fred tells his tale of a werewolf, a family and a quest for revenge, but it fails to impress. Fanny then takes a turn, standing up and telling a terrifying tale of a girl haunted by her grandfather's ghost, and it only gets more intense. The pair swap stories until Carlo, the pizza delivery man arrives, played by Chris Redd, who joins in on the action only to draw the ire of Fred as Fanny quickly takes a shine to Carlo. In the end, alcohol, jealousy and bitterness takes the mantle as the group begin to turn on each other in a genuinely satisfying way, rounding off the small-scale but solid story. See, what the reviews I read complained about was that nothing happened. To which I say WHAT?! It's true, there are no rubber monster puppets, there are no chains or hacksaws, no nothing. But. That isn't the point, Scare Me is a group of people telling each other stories, with the film moulding around it to add the ambience, the music, the effects, an array of expert camera angles and techniques. The difference between Scare Me and the stories they are telling within the film is that it's being acted out by the main cast, quite literally the classic formula for a good campfire ghost story. I admire this film because it does something different and actually does it really well. It strips back the horror genre to its most to its most basic function. Characters in a place with the camera doing its thing. The characters just happen to not be in any costumes. Speaking of the characters, wow, ICASH really has cornered the market in bitchy stuck-up media-savvy women, huh? She does it excellently and really sells the idea of success looking down on the struggling. Josh Rubin does an equally great job at the embittered tryhard, and Chris Red just does his thing. I really enjoyed Scare Me, and it makes for great October viewing. Of course things happen, with viewers, You just have to use your imagination. Scare Me is as engaging as it is tense, but you need to be actively involved in the story to get the most out of it. It's a campfire ghost story, except with less chance of being stabbed to death at the end of it. I do one of about dead babies. Like an army of them?
0: You know, they got like little baby heads. It's just like, we don't want bottles, we want blood, you know? <laughs> Fred, what are you doing with that poker? Is this part of the story? Hello, kiddies.
2: It's the Gravedigger here. You'll be happy to know that the 31 Days of Horror is almost that... But there's no reason to stop watching. Subscribe to the Horodel Media YouTube channel for daily horror homages and lots of spooky silliness in between. And find out more on Twitter or Instagram. You won't want to miss it. Oh, it's even colder out here.
1: Yeah, we should have gone earlier, man. It's getting dark. Oh. Mm something about mm. these woods giving me a kind of a feeling of the heebie-jeebies.
2: Mm, the Well, let's get some wood, shall we? Yeah,
1: oh, is it a nice one? It's a bit wet?
2: Oh, <laughs> stop it, you. Oh, stop oh, waggling oh, oh. that
1: thing around. Oh, <laughs> it's fun, though. Pretend
2: mm. to be Ian
1: McGregor! Oh, That's what it got- sounds like, innit? What's gotten into you?
2: Oh, it's just, you know, just feeling the the spooky vibes. Oh, the spooky
1: vibes of the woods. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. You know, these woods remind me of the film The Blair Witch Project.
2: Really? Why?
1: Um, I I guess it's because we're this kind of like set in the woods. The Blair Witch Project. Is um, it? Yeah. And at the moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What?
2: Is that why it reminds you of the Blair Witch? Oh. My There's a God. stick man made of. St-
1: there's a stick figure man made of sticks dangling from the tree. D- ah, ah, ow! Well, what have you done? i just stumbled on this pile of rocks. Oh my good! Ow! Oh, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, this is very peculiar that this is happening because this is exactly what happened. <laughs> this is exactly what happened in the Blair Witch movie. <laughs> The search of the three missing Montgomery College students continues in Frederick County tonight. Ten days and thousands of man-hours have been unable to produce any clues. We have a few leads, a few other options we want to take advantage of and just try to put together some, uh, some pieces to this puzzle. Do you believe
2: the occult may be involved in the disappearance of your son?
0: I am so scared.
1: So, The Blair Witch Project is a 1999 film. Um, it is one of the most profitable films of all times so when you take into account its budget. Yes, it knocked uh, Mad Max off its long-standing perch. Yeah, um, it's uh, uh, quite the phenomenon. It is written, directed, and edited by Daniel Mirrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Um, it's gone down in history as one of the great, iconic horror movies. Um,
2: you talk to anyone around who are of age and 99, and they will have stories about Blair Witch, almost guaranteed.
1: Yeah. Um, it was par- it's was it been parodied a few times, most notably in Scary Movie. Um, it's one of those big, mega, sort of... Most notably.
2: What about Blair Thumb?
1: Oh, yeah, Blair Thumb. The Blair Thumb. It's the shit.
2: greatest parody of all time.
1: Oh, and who else could forget, Hollowdale Media, D- they... They parodied it last year, whoever those guys are.
2: Well, also, like, four years ago? Three years ago?
1: Oh, of course, uh... The Ghost it, Shark? It Swims in the Leaves. If you want to check out some of our earlier work, guys, find only type in, It Swims in the Leaves, on YouTube? Uh... <laughs> um... Yeah, so it's it's mega. It, it, people say it revived the found footage genre. I didn't really know of any found footage before this, but you know you got your clover fields and your paranormal activities. Um, mega, Wait,
2: this revived it.
1: Yeah, I just read somewhere that it revived it. I didn't even. I've never seen a found footage film. Prior. Cannibal
2: Holocaust is the only one, isn't it?
1: Well, have a look. Guinea pig two, <laughs> Flower of Flesh and Blood. I dare say that's not about a real guinea pig.
2: No, probably not. UFO U- abduction. I can imagine that working really well, actually. Oh, I yeah. imagine
1: that's about a guinea pig. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, no,
2: fair enough. Yeah, okay. Well, Blair Witch Project's definitely. I would say it's the iconic one. It's the one that everything's trying to ape off. Yeah. Paranormal activity being the second resurrection, yeah. maybe.
1: But it didn't. Um, paranormal activity didn't hoodwink anyone um, into thinking it was real. No, no, that's um, true. Flouridge Project, I even remember at the time, people saying it was real. Even my my own personal memory, even being ten years old, I remember people thinking it was real. I clearly remember that. I
2: remember, I feel like there was a trailer for the fake documentary they released. Oh, right. And I watched the trailer for that, about the film being real, and thinking, that's absolutely terrifying. Also, it helps on my, I presume my sister, or both my brother and sister, um, had seen it and we're talking about it as well, so we, I was just in this bubble where I was hearing it from them, I was seeing it on the TV. It was completely real and it scared the hell out of me.
1: It's yeah, very very
2: scary. When was the first time you actually watched it?
1: Um, I would have, I would have been eleven, I think, or twelve, um, and it did terrify me because um, I was a little bitch um, when I was a kid. Um, no, it was really really scary. Um, what? freaked me out the most was definitely um, the bundle of sticks um, when she opens that in the morning and finds the tongue mm. and the teeth or, but the thing is I, I can never really make out what's what when they open it no I was going to say I, I, and that kind of makes it more scary yeah. if it was just a really obvious nose prop nose you'd be like oh. well
2: it's weird because in my head I, I always just think of it as a finger but watching it again recently it was very clearly teeth
1: I, could, I didn't even make out the teeth.
2: Oh, I could definitely make but it, if it I, out. I
1: think if I knew it was teeth, I would have been able to.
2: Maybe. Um, the teeth, for me, were quite clear, but then there's just a big blodge of red.
1: Fleshy redness.
2: Which is apparently the tongue, but I, well, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't yeah. know unless I read it. But it's still terrifying. Um, it's one of those films that, without the marketing, would it have been as... It definitely wouldn't have been as big. No. But would it work as a film?
1: Um... Well, they um, they went about it the right way. They did the whole thing of creating essentially a universe. They, they create They I mean, they gave the um, cast a thirty-five page um, yeah. factual yeah. story the, the of backstory. The folklore. The, the, the folklore that went that went around it. Obviously, there's the big website that was up. Um, I don't know if that's still up. I assume it is.
2: I remember. I do remember going on it before, and it was the classic internet point one. With the spinning gifs and the background and stuff, you know what I mean.
1: So you got Heather, Josh, and Mike. Um, three student filmmakers. Um, Heather's kind of like the project boss. She's she's uh, come up with this project.
2: Well, she's the director. I think. Is it implied that it's for their course, or are they just doing it?
1: Well, she's she's not just the, the director. She's the presenter. She's the, she's the, the the thing. It's her project, isn't it? Mm. This is
0: Burkittsville. Formerly Blair. It is a small, quiet Maryland town, much like a small, quiet town anywhere. No more than 20 families laid their roots here over 200 years ago, many of whom remain either on this hill or in the town below.
1: I don't know what, I don't know if they've just plucked it out to pass college or if they're.
2: Maybe. It's implied that she and Josh are studying, have studied together, and they know each other. I think in the backstory, they were supposed to be ex boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh, really? Um, and he's stolen a camera from presumably college. Uh, and he's brought along someone he knows to help with the sound, which is Mike. Uh, the relationship between them is all very strained. So you've got Heather, she's the bossy boots. Yeah. To the point beyond just being a direct to her, she's just that type of person. Yeah. So um, where's Mike
0: at? We have to go get him. Okay. We're supposed
2: to get him at
0: 8.30. Okay. Which means we're already going to be behind schedule, but it's important to have juice.
1: That's cool.
2: Not only is she doing the project, but she's also telling people how to relax she, and stuff.
1: She cuts into you very early, even when they're driving in the car, even before they've arrived in Burkittsville. Yeah. Um, she's having a go at him about his camera and what he's doing with his camera and stuff. And you're like, oh, shut up.
2: Well, do you, there's so one, Leave him alone. There's one scene when they're in a hotel room or something, and she's like, they're talking about alcohol, and she keeps telling them, like what to drink and what not to drink and all this sort of stuff. Mm.
0: Oh, shut up.
2: Very quickly grating. Yeah. The guys handle her very patiently. Um, she doesn't know who Mike is, so he's a bit of an outsider from the beginning. He's like, yeah, okay, I'm just here, whatever. The plan is to film in and out in about two, three days. Yeah. So they head out to Burkittsville, this place in Maryland, uh, with this thing. Um, well, they go out to... Research this, this folklore, this story of traumatizing events that happened in the past. Um, I think Heather's the only one who keeps going mental about it, and she's very adamant that she wants to do it about this story. They talk to a few locals.
1: They all have their own kind of uh, personal retelling of it. Like, um, there's one person who talks of the man who lured the children into the uh, into their hut and made him face the corner as he killed them there's another woman who talks about she tells her kids the bedroom story that if they're not behaving then uh, she'll come and get them in the night there's kind of different um, it's vague yes there's not like a concrete this is what happens
2: and there's people who haven't heard of it like I think if I remember rightly I haven't seen it written down though um, I think some of them are real people so like there's one girl there's a girl who says like the, she's asked Have you heard of the Blair Witch? And he goes, um, I think so. My sister went to Blair High School or something like that. You know, that feels real. Mm. It's it's, it's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. No. (laughs) Uh, But she kind of thinks, uh, if you ask the question like that, you might go. So yeah, it's very very well put together. Um, You're sort of people who just stand by it, shut them down as well. Yeah. Do you believe in the Blair Witch? Nope.
1: Nope. Yeah. Oh, and then she goes alright then yeah
2: alright then
1: um, there's a crazy la- crazy cat lady kind of maniac woman who oh comes Mary out. Brown Scary Mary Scary Mary, Mary. Scary Mary. Who's, um, uh, she says strange things like she invented the question mark and um, you know, like she's, she's that kind of lady, says oh, yeah, she
2: uh, Jesus chestnuts of being lazy,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, but she odd.
2: also claims to have seen a floating hairy lady.
1: Yeah, she said she opened her robe up and it was all hairy, but you could tell it was the figure of a woman, mm. so it's conjuring up a very strange, quite scary image. Um, at this point, they're armed, they think they've got enough cigarettes. um They've got their map. They've got their compass. They've got their big-ass camping bags. Yeah. Um. They're lugging around a lot of stuff, and they're going across terrain that takes them up hills and across logs. Um, yeah. So they
2: head so into they head into the woods via the Coffin Rock. Coffin Rock. Yeah. So they go to these like these landmarks. So Coffin Rock was supposedly where um, several men were found, gutted and tied to the rock, and it's all a big horrible thing. Um, with no explanation and when they when the people who found it ran for help they came back and all the bodies were gone Ooh. while there they speak to a couple of fishermen who were the worst actors in the film <laughs> <laughs> well the young guy is anyway the old guys alright oh it's, it's painful yeah. he must have been one of the was he one of the directors he must have been or something maybe It just felt so out of place the other guy's like, I yep, saw a mist come out of the river and float about. And the other guy's like... Right out
0: of the water. Up the, the
2: side of the tree, and it disappeared over them. Oh, okay. you're full of it.
1: Now I'm not full of it.
0: So, no, so now you drinking it. How drink is that, that? related Why to the story that? of Coffin
1: Rock? So after that, they're... Um, they, they want to get to this cemetery and all she knows she, they know very little about the cemetery
2: um, mm, they just know it's in the woods somewhere
1: and at this point I mean we're only at the start but the cemetery's kind of their last port of call they don't have any aspirations to go anywhere else they want to get the they want the journey to the cemetery get the footage they need and then they're going to start making their way back to the car tensions start to mount where they find it difficult to find a cemetery it takes longer than they think it should take um, they Kind of, Mike and Josh think Heather's gone on kind of a bend as opposed to like straight to it. It's taken ages. They're grumpy. It's wet. It gets dark and so forth. And by the time they get to the rocks, obviously they're happy to get there, but they're kind of a bit more strained as a trio. Mm. So the dynamic's starting to get a bit kind of, let's get this done and go home. Well, I'll tell you
2: what's interesting. They, one of the first things that Josh and Mike complain about is Heather always holding the camera, yeah. always filming. Which is interesting, because one of the biggest complaints about found footage genre in games, in film, in TV, whatever, is people say, why are you still filming? Mm. But the, uh, Cloverfield's really bad for that. Oh, why yeah. are you still filming? Put it down, you mental person. So they've got,
1: in Cloverfield, when they've got a friend who's looking like she's about to explode, there's blood pouring out of her nose, and they're like, oh, are you okay? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that like, that's one of the biggest complaints. It's just, it's in the same vein as why aren't you running out the front door? Yeah, yeah. It's, in it's, a horror film. Um, which is interesting because Blair Witch being arguably, though we know it's not true, arguably the first. Mm. The first of the modern wave of found footage horror. And they're immediately, like, what are you doing? Put the camera away. Yeah. I just find that interesting. Like, they knew at the time it was weird only later on that's been forgot. that detail's been lost
1: yeah it's not, it doesn't matter on. anymore it doesn't matter to the genre just forget forget the camera the camera is the eye of the, the well, they keep,
2: they keep shouting here, like come on we're going put,
1: <laughs> the, camera put the camera down,
2: down. Uh, so yeah uh, interesting so it, when it really kicks off is when they're on the way back from the cemetery and they just get completely lost
1: and they've kind uh, after this point they've been screwed with once I think um when the map gets kicked in the river.
2: Oh for God's sake.
1: When the map gets kicked
2: so, in so the river. The backstory to that is heaven knows the way and she hasn't told them, I think is what's going on. She's kept it to herself.
1: She's been stroppy about it obviously. Yeah,
2: as well, yeah, and she she quite fairly, logically, she mapped a route to where they needed to go and then went a different way as the quick way back to the car. Yeah. Yep, that makes perfect sense. She didn't tell them that. So when they start getting a bit Moody about this doesn't look familiar. She only then says, Oh, yeah, we're going a different way. And they freak out about that. That's the first argument, I think. The first big one.
1: Yeah. Um, Max is the first, Mike, sorry, is the first to uh, lose his rag. He's, getting, he's tired. He can't handle this whole camping thing. He's moaning about having to be back at work and all this stuff. Is that Josh? Josh, Josh is keeping it together. Maybe, maybe Josh moans about work. Josh, Josh is moaning about work, yeah, and because so he has
2: to get the camera back as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But Max, uh, Mike is uh, Max. Mike think, is,
2: think, sound. He does the sound.
1: Yeah. Oh, Mike. Sound, yeah. Mike. Okay. Yeah. So Mike does the sound. Don't know why I'm stating that again. Um Yeah, he's the one who first starts. The the thing I like the most about this movie is how the dynamic and the mood shift, and Josh.
2: They keep shifting as well, that's what I like.
1: Josh kind of holds it together and tries to keep Heather and Mike at Arms Bay for like most of the first half of the film and Mike gets more and more uh, panicked and worried and scared until for some reason he thinks, well you know what, screw Heather's map, I'm kicking it in the river. I'm sorry,
0: it's f- up. It's f- up but I, I kicked that map f- into the creek yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it was useless! I kicked that fer into the creek <laughs> I fing ah! hope he's kidding. Oh! Woo! Mike, holy oh, shit. I What's really fin hope Mike, he's are kidding. You kidding. I really f hope Mike, he's are kidding. I'm sorry, but I I'm
1: sorry.
0: You've gotta be kidding me. Mike. You have gotta
1: fing be kidding me! Oh, f***. Get It's f- <laughs> um, ready- a
2: very, very weird, dumb very choice. Very weird
1: thing, out of frustration. And it's like, why? And then shortly after that happens, and um, around the time that they get attacked and Josh gets his equipment slimed, Josh completely loses the plot. And he goes and sits on a tree far apart from them. He starts mm. crying to himself. Um... He goes even mentally, he grabs the camera and he shoves it in Heather's face and saying, this is what you wanted, isn't it? You want it to be filmed, you well, want it to be prime time.
2: There's that interesting bit, isn't there? Like, uh, oh, I get why you do this. It's not real. Yeah. Looking through the viewfinder, it's not real. not real.
1: That's how, sca- how the scared they are, they want to escape. This is when they're really being screwed with and they're starting to think that there is the witch that's screwing with them and they're just in this eternal nightmare. They're, they're
2: in this, yeah, there's this, there's this interesting little moment in the film where they stop, they're just like, I don't want to leave we're clearly not wanted let's get out of here Uh, so they keep trying it's not working and then then they realise that something is going wrong when they wake up one day and they're surrounded by wooden the wooden figures that are bound together and it's just surrounding them and they that's the point and it shifts completely because Heather's like oh my god Documentary time! I can film! they're like, D- no, no! Put the camera no, down! No, we're in it now! We're they'd in be, the story! We need to get out of here! Uh, yeah. I really like how the dynamic shifts and changes. Yeah, great. Um, one of the things that really gets to me is that you can tell how desperate they are. You can tell that when they start fragmenting, there's a point when Josh and Mike start just laughing.
1: Yeah. They're
2: hungry, they're cold, they're wet, they're lost. They start laughing, and Heather's like, Why are you laughing?
1: Stop laughing, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah th- you're just having a bit too much fun for my taste. And they're like, We're just, we're just laughing because of the situation. She takes it as an attack on her. She's laughing at me. No, we're laughing at the situation. And then this is just. Before. And this feels really real. Yeah. I feel like I've been in this situation before. Yeah where someone just starts taking it personal, where things are going badly wrong, especially on a hike or a camping trip or anything like that. It it just... At this point, you just feel like you're there.
1: It reminds me of um, arguments when you're a teenager. is exactly that, Maybe yeah. there's someone in your group who's not very good at containing their emotions and then they go a bit funny. Um, and but you're stuck with them for hours at a time because you've gone on some silly adventure or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you kind of... By the end, you get back and it's all fine and you've worked it out and you're safe but these guys don't get safe and Mike and Heather end up really the only way they can drag themselves to, towards their own intimate demises is to uh, comfort each other and one of my favourite bits in the film because it gets so strained and so stressful is when Mike finds that packet of cigarettes on oh, yeah. the bag I was like a part of me thought for them thank god go and have a smoke what's that go There's and a... have a cigarette
2: he says something like um Everything's fine. As long as we keep smoking, everything's <laughs> fine. It's just rocking back and forth. Yeah, it's uh, sort of the... Oh, and she, at one point, uh, Heather's knitting in a tent. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what, what are you doing? Just any small comfort right now. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, oh, can, fair yeah, fair enough. Switch off. No, it's No, uh, it, it, it tells that kind of survival story very well. What... I don't... No, this is an interesting thing, because I remember being terrified of it the first time I watched it. There's moments when they're in the tent when stuff happens, so at first it's uh, the the sound, distant sound of trees being knocked over and destroyed. Then it's uh, like footsteps. Then it's you know stuff like this. And there's one bit where you just start hearing children laughing and playing.
1: Yeah, really weird, doesn't it? That's have-
2: got more scary over time, I think, for me, because I don't. I seem to remember watching it and not hearing it properly. And watching it again in the new digital age, don't very clearly, I can hear that. That's awful.
1: <laughs> it's um, really good for the film. And there's that, and then there's the bit at the end when Mike and Heather get to the um, weird heart and they think they can hear Josh. There's stuff like that.
2: Oh, yeah. Can you hear what he's saying? No. No, it's it's interesting. You just hear... it, well, yeah.
1: And the thing with like both of those scenes is... Um, there's no explanation. It doesn't need an explanation. It doesn't it? Doesn't tell you anything about what is happening, where the noises are coming from, why they're happening, and it it, it gives it just enough that you can leave the movie and ask these questions. Yeah, and well, not... it
2: sort of encourages you to talk about it afterwards, is not it? Yes. Yeah. So what
1: was that? What do you think that was?
2: Number one, because of the question: Is it was it real? Yeah. That at the time, didn't know, uh, and you wouldn't know from watching the film. Like, there's no like the, the actors are called Heather Mike and Josh for one. Mm. Um. Yeah, so there's that, and it it tries to talk about trying to work out what's going on, because the ending is a bit... uh, You could decipher it in a few different ways. Mm. Also, as we talked about after watching it again, um, who's the villain? Is it the child murderer in the woods? Is it the witch? Yeah. Or, as some people have theorised, is it them? Is it each other? Are they plotting against one another?
1: So the the theory that you read was that Mike and Josh were luring Heather into the woods to kill her. Yes. Um, which and is presumably
2: an one. Uh, presumably and then fake their own death.
1: Yeah. And it, but um, I mean, would that have to be some sort of a a sex thing? Why Why
2: would it be a sex thing, <laughs> Rob? <laughs> it's always <laughs> a sex thing I, I, with hear, Rob
1: hear me out hear me out why the hell would they take her from pillar to pose why would they take her from the, set, the cemetery this is to what, the heart this
2: is the only thing that the theory doesn't So they were
1: getting some sort of enjoyment out of torturing like yeah. psychologically torturing her there's, all the way.
2: There's, there's a there's, that's the thing that I've walked away with as well because the, the theory a lot of it makes sense even the ending makes sense that it was all plotted and kicking the map into the lake and all that. What doesn't make sense is why they didn't just kill her
1: and burn the tape.
2: Because if they were doing it to hide the murder, but making it appear that something weird happened, why wouldn't they just burn the tape? That doesn't make sense.
1: The only other conclusion would be if you had a kind of Scream-esque scenario where there were two um, killers uh, kind of poisoned by horror movies and so forth, and they wanted to... go into horror legends and make their own real life horror stories I mean yeah you're right they might have there wanted is there. to be part of the horror folklore of the Blair Witch Project. well there's also
2: that there's a moment in the film when Josh starts wondering if Heather's doing it yeah because at one point they lose the map well when they think they've lost the map um, he's like are, are you doing this are you doing this to make your documentary yeah and there's a that's a that's a good argument as well um yeah, so it, it, it's a film that still survives to this day. I think
1: definitely. Uh, I I really enjoyed it again. I think it's a great, great film and um, a massive achievement. And um, well, yeah,
2: the what we haven't even talked about how they made it. The, the very brief bullet point is they just made it. They just did it. They just did it. They, the actors filmed it all or most of it. The Ooh. there were no lines. It was all improvised. They were in character for eight days of filming. They were given progressively less food by the director so they would get more stressed and argumentative. And all that would happen is the directors would direct them via walkie-talkie and scared them. Yeah. They would rustle the tent. They would... So
1: put the sticks up. They would
2: uh, snap sticks around the the around the thing. The the wailing at the end was recording on the speakers. They didn't know where it was coming from. So that's all real there's a scene when they they think they've walked in a massive circle they actually break down because they think they've just wasted a day
1: do you wonder if we if you, me and Josh made us put ourselves through that and we did a we did a similar thing
2: one of us would be dead
1: one of us would definitely one of us would be dead
2: (laughs) well I suppose unless the camaraderie of the survival experience
1: maybe maybe it would make or break us
2: yeah it's it's that is a way to make a film, yeah. it's very interesting. And of course, the viral campaign around it, just... We could do two episodes on this, there's so much to talk about. Mm. The fact is, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And it's, it's timeless, and if you, there's a lot of people who think it's boring. And I wonder what it is they're missing.
1: It doesn't have the bells and whistles that a uh, like a high budget horror movie has. It has no bells and it has no whistles and it's no so, budget. And no budget. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, uh, if you don't stop here, if you're if you're kind of interested in what the, the other stuff behind the Blair Witch Project is, like, go to the website, go to YouTube, look up the lore, like, go into the process of how this film was made. It's bit they they you know it was out in 1999, but they started talking about it in 1993. so it had. There's a fake documentary. There's all sorts of things where, you know, you can really go deep into what means what and why this happened and so forth and mm. so on. It's um, it's in effectively a universe in itself. Um, which yeah, definitely get get into it.
2: And Blair Witch Project is on Prime. So if you want to rewatch it or watch it for the first time, there's the place to find it. Yeah. Go see it. It's I would it gotta be in our Hall of Fame, right?
1: You know. Horror of fame.
2: Horror. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, of Uh. Uh. A of. A gallbladder of fame. A uh, hall of. <coughs> uh. I'm quite Volt
2: Uh. It's 24,000 volts. Secure, secure vault. Bank vaults. What? Oh, I don't know. Shh. Let's
1: go back to the lighthouse. Yeah. God, I'm done with these. How, what the hell is that?
2: They came to party. me oh, They came from outer space, but for these unhappy campers... Just put this thing on. Things are about to get slimy. If you go down to the woods today, you'd better keep an eye out for... Quaggers! They're mean, they're insane, and they're everywhere. And they've got an appetite for naughty campers. Starring Jodie Bennett, Bailey Pilbeam, Isabel Alba, and Blake Aiden. Quakers, they're everywhere.
1: We are not going back in that tent.
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: Watch it now at (laughs) holodellmedia.bhx.tv Okay, we don't want to overdo this, but there's a giant tentacle wrapped around the lighthouse we were just in. Oh my god. It's wrapped around... uh, It's... Absolutely hot. The smell is
1: revolting. All our stuff's in there. All our
2: stuff's in there? There's a tentacle that's wrapped... Oh,
1: God! Look, the lighthouse keeper's at the top, in the the light, and he's naked. I summoned
2: the old guard, and now I'm naked. And it's wrapping its tentacle around
1: me, just like the anime said. Oh, say, guys, well, what's- what's going on- Who off- are you? What's going on over here? Who are you? I'm Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage? Yeah, I'm Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I just thought, um, I thought a movie might be being produced around here because I saw a giant tentacle. You're-
2: You're the Lovecraft guy now. This is good, this is great. We- we need to stop this
1: old god thing happening. Oh, you see, what you're gonna have to do is I'm going to have to pull it into another dimension and sacrifice my life. And you're going to have to escape on that boat over there. You can't sacrifice your life,
2: Nicholas
0: Cage. I can always sacrifice
1: my life. I'm Nicholas Cage. (laughs) I'll always come back, see? No one can kill me. (laughs) Well, okay. But first first you boys have got to run up and kill that little lighthouse keeper. (laughs) We've been waiting
0: for this for
1: years. How are we going to kill him? Uh,
2: well, uh, you do it.
1: With a, knife, a hammer? Have you, have you got anything? We can kill him with this radio, which I was reading the news of him. We can bludgeon him around the head with that.
2: Or we could push him off the top of the lighthouse. Let's do that. Okay. okay right, let's go. let's go. We have to
1: just. Do... Oh, oh, okay. boys, boys, I'm opening the portal. The kraken is about to struggle. Oh, Right.
2: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Check out the door. Use your gym legs.
1: You were doing up here. If you just look over there, over that horizon. Can you not see? I'm dancing the
2: jig of the old dance.
0: <laughs> if we just, just
1: stand, if, we... if we just stand next to you, uh, just like this, is that all right? Only if you're joining my dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, quick, we've got to make a run for the boat before Nicholas Cage opens up his portal.
2: I just saw so much skin flapping when he fell off there, man.
1: What skin flapping? What the Yeah. And the
2: I feel sick. Oh, god. And not just because of this bloody old god. Right,
1: right, let's get down to the boat. Quickly.
2: Quickly, quickly. I need to get out of my eyes.
1: Oh my God. Hey, boys, the boat's just over there. I'm opening the portal now. I'll see you on the other side. No, Nicolas Cage. No. Oh well, well, that's good. Let's get on the boat. Okay. Wow. Oh, how do, you, how do you start a boat?
2: Wait. What? Look, it's being sucked in. Oh. That was a big, big squid.
1: Wow, man. Oh, well, at least we've escaped. I mean, we don't have any stuff. Um, we're soaking wet and cold. Um, is there anything on this boat that we can survive with?
2: Uh, oh, let's open this cabin. What, what's inside?
1: It looks a bit like, a
0: Grave Digger's cabin.
1: Oh, no.
2: Hello, Boils. It's good to see you again.
1: Oh, Adam, it's the Grave Digger. It's the tri- what
2: are you doing here, Grave Digger?
0: Well, I just took a little trip.
2: I thought I'd Have a little look around, see what ghoulish things are happening around Halloween. This wasn't the Halloween we planned. No. There was going to be so much more. We were going to tell a story about the gravedigger, weren't
0: we? Yeah!
2: It was going to be ghoulish. It was going to be wonderful. There were going to be bodies and blood. And then it didn't happen.
1: No. But you know, we'll just put it to one side for now, Digger. I'm sure we'll make a movie about you in the future. It
2: will come up eventually when certain tears aren't blocking our actors from getting to us. And when it isn't weird to be outside in groups of more than sick. It's a bit of a horrible nightmare out there. But the fact is, Halloween doesn't have to be doesn't have to be going out and mixing with other people. Halloween is a is a it's Christmas for the friends. Get together, have a drink, have some snacks, watch some horror movies. Yeah. Make some horror movies. Go and do something fun. There's loads of people doing the first one days of horror in different ways to us. They've got people doing drawings every day, people doing costumes, makeup. It's amazing.
1: It's a wonderful time. A wonderful time of the year. And you should all get on board. <sighs>
2: on board like the boat.
1: Yeah, because we're on the sea. Yeah, we're
0: all on the sea together.
2: Let's all go on a little horror day.
1: Okie dokie.
2: We could find a tropical island we full can... of piranhas. Hey,
1: hey, great Digger, we can go on Vaislation.
0: Vaislation?
2: Alright, well, with that...
1: Alright. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween,
2: everyone. Watch our videos. Watch your own videos. Make stuff. Do stuff. Have a wonderful spooky season.
1: Yes. Enjoy.